building and managing a strong brand reputation. How do you do that? So welcome and let's get down to business. So first four top things. And that's what I said about everybody will tell you these no matter where you look at. So it's brand identity, strong online presence, customer service, and authentic and transparency. That's what you need. Be authentic and transparent. That's probably the toughest one. Brand identity. Well, I, you know, I, we started the Globe Mirror Productions uh, YouTube channel. And uh, on that, I talked about uh, one of the shorts talks about... Uh, how and where you should uh, build your brand identity. Well, when you're starting out uh, to uh, buy a $10,000 uh, branding package, is a little ridiculous because, uh, I mean, you look at it as values, mission, and vision. Those are the things that should be included in your brand, of course. Well, again, easy. However, when you're, when you're a startup, you may have some ideas you know what the market evolves and so you may start off with an idea of some sorts problem is six months later you realize well you know maybe my original idea is not exactly that I mean you're still like for example we started digital marketing but getting into digital marketing we started doing websites after a while I realized well you know websites is one aspect of it but in order to succeed and to put our brand out there I need to do more and then open up a YouTube channel and then open up uh, you know, the LinkedIn and I write the uh, uh, the newsletter that I have on LinkedIn. And so, I mean, and then, then you start evolving. And then at first we you focus on restaurants. And then all of a sudden you get an insurance company you're dealing with. And then you get, then you see that probably the most useful you are in your industry in serving somebody someplace, some other segment of that industry. Although you're still doing the same product, but now you're doing a little bit different. So your values, your mission, that's about more about you, about the company, about the person who started the company. So that one is fine. But, you know, then, and you have a certain vision and that vision will change. That definitely, I mean, you know, the old saying, like, if you want to entertain God, make a plan. Because, you know, <laughs> you know how that ends up when you start planning. So always the best actions are the ones that happen in the spur of the moment, no matter what it is. And so, yeah, don't start off doing a big branding kit and then be like, oh, well, you know, oh, damn, you know, I really don't think that that was the way we should have started. So you start, you make some kind of a logo, you pick some colors, you write a mission statement, what you want to achieve. And then you look at that a year later and you're like, you know, it's a little bit different. So I say, leave it, uh, you know, leave it, for, give it about a year. And then, then really start, then really focus your branding kit. I mean, that's, that's what it is, because it, it will evolve. Your company will evolve. And after one year, you can make a reassessment and say, listen, this is really what I want to do. Most companies even quit after a year or so, um, or they end in their first year or two. But uh, yeah, make it, uh, you know, work, make some money, get some customers, happy customers, and always keep it personal especially, and then we're going to talk about that actually next week, is how to build a personal brand. But yeah, even, even your corporate brand has to be personalized, has to be approachable by other people when they look at it. So yeah, take, give it a, start a company, make something in Canva, in whatever, and uh, you know, just get some basic logo, get some basic info out there, get your basic mission, make it you know, to your target group, work in that segment, and after a year, sit down and really do a good job on branding. Because, uh, 
yeah, to do a good brand, just to do a good logo, I think it takes about three months to develop. Because if you want everything in there, it's like, how are you going to come up with that if you haven't even done one single job? So that's going to be a tough one. Uh, in today's world, since we no longer have uh, offline stuff dominating or events, I mean, they're, they're important. I mean, I go to offline events all the time, a couple of times a week, last night. Wednesday morning, you know, two, three offline events, always a week, maybe more. Actually, I have another one coming tomorrow night. And not everything is business, like, uh, you know. But anyways, not to get off the offline topics, uh, need to build a strong online presence. Will the online presence sell for you? No, you're not selling. That's, that's one important thing is uh, when you're building your brand, you're not selling you're building your brand. So don't expect, oh, I'm going to have a strong brand. Everybody will come to me. No, you still have to do the selling part and offline. But the first thing, and I, again, talk about that a lot. First thing everybody will look at is Google Maps, Google your business, and your LinkedIn profile, stuff like that. They'll check you out. So, you know, as they're not going to sell, but you meet somebody in person, these things, these tools, and this presence that you have is critical because everybody will verify you by what you did. I mean, when I started doing this over a year ago, you know, we had nothing, no history. So we, we were doing websites for 15 years, but in a different continent, in a different market. So now bringing that here to the uh, United States, rally, it's, it's kind of difficult. So, you know, it takes a while for you to build up that online presence. And I think we're doing a good job now, hopefully. I mean, just the fact that you're here watching this is is sort of the uh, valuation of our efforts. And so what does that take? I mean, it's, it's up there, the strong online presence. It includes websites, social media accounts, and reviews. Reviews, again, we'll get, I'll get to also later, but yeah, build a good website. I mean, I've done so many YouTube shorts. I've done so many articles and even some webinars. I talk about it quite regularly. You need to have a good website. A good website is, uh, is key. You know, and which version, what to use. Well, your website has to be your online office. It's got to work for you. You don't work for your website. And your website has to work for you. If it's just like a storefront window that's not interactive, that's not well set up, that's, in, that's not secure, not insecure, but un, it's not secured, it's, it's bad. It's, it's, you're not going to rank and you're going to have some issues. And same thing with social media. Social media is social media accounts. Now, social media accounts are important to have as many as possible, except for TikTok. But, but uh, yeah, social media accounts are important, and you want to develop them. Like, for example, for us, we, we started doing LinkedIn, and now we focus on, well, actually, for fun, I started doing Instagram. I have a food account there, kmergle111. You can check it out. I mean, I have a whole history of it, but a couple of years ago, I started doing food uh, blog and uh, I did some nice stuff with it. I have, I have always fun. I mean, anything I do online, I have fun. And that's the important part about branding. It's just got to be fun. Don't do it just because you have to do it. Don't look at it that way. So you, you set up a lot of accounts. We started Instagram then we went to, I went to LinkedIn and now we're basically focusing predominantly on building up YouTube channel with the shorts and we're doing some good, we guess we're getting some crazy results after a month. I mean, surprise me. And uh, yeah, I mean, the reviews always get reviews. I did a whole, again, YouTube short on it, get reviews. 
because it's about a ratio of not getting the reviews is one to six. Like as soon as you do something bad or something just goes wrong, not that you did it intentionally bad, but something goes wrong and, you know, people will immediately give you bad reviews from three accounts that they had. And what you want is, uh, and the people that you do a good service for, only one out of six give you a positive review. So ask for them more, they're important. And the more you have, whether it's on LinkedIn, it's endorsements, for example, get as many of those. And you have to ask, you do have to ask. If you're working with the people, ask them, listen, or you could incentivize them, just say something in return. Well, well you get a free one hour something for my, you know, for giving me a positive review. So that, and then when you're building up the strong online presence, always engage. You know, with the social media accounts, have as many as you can, but build, build them maybe one by one, but whichever one you're building at the time, engage with your audience. It's a key. It, they're social networks, so that means you got to socialize. That's just the way it works. I mean, so that engagement and content. Yeah, when you create the content, make sure it's regular. Again, regularity. The, the algorithms of the social networks, they work on, you know, consistency. Consistency, consistency, consistency. That's one thing that's important, to be consistent. And uh, yeah, if you're going to do once a month, if you're going to do two articles a month, if you're going to do three articles a week, you could do any volume you want. However, don't run out of ideas and always make sure you can keep up the pace. You know, don't say, oh, don't just dump 100,000 articles in one day and then like, oh, I'm not going to do anything for six months. That's not really social interaction. Uh, so, you know, that's how that's that's the strong online presence It's just build it one by one. It takes time building. And managing a strong brand is not a sprint. Unless you're going to dump a million dollars into it or a couple of million dollars. You could probably do a little faster. But still, I mean, even the website, before it gets properly indexed by Google, it takes three months. So, you know, if you're going to do a campaign, a one-week campaign, expecting something, it ain't going to happen. I mean, and I was, I just did that a couple of months ago. I did how to evaluate digital marketing results and stuff. And... Yeah, we went into details. You could look at that going back. So, yeah, it's slow. And then also when you do business, you have customers. And the best way to get a good brand reputation and referrals is customer service. You need to provide excellent customer service. Tend to your customers' needs. Be prompt and responsive immediately. And it's the single best way to do it. As I said, as is on the slide, you can see. And if you get a some kind of a claim or inquiry complaint, don't hide. Don't misrepresent it. Stand up. Listen, the, the biggest thing, the most important thing in life and politics as well is, you know, you wish the politicians, you know, you, you talk to say, oh, you know, this guy's trying to, Weasel out of the way. He doesn't want to take the responsibility. Well, are you taking responsibility for your business? You know, the politicians would be more honest, would say, you know, take charge of, you know, oh, yeah, we did something wrong, but nobody's perfect. And let's let's move on. And I'm going to work my way. I've learned from this. I'll move on and I'll let me serve you, your the customer or my constituents in that case. And just, you know, get take responsibility and. Correct, make correct your mistakes, and learn from them. Move on and never repeat them. That's important. Learn from your mistakes, right? So, 
Truth, honesty by product. Customer service, well, if I'm gonna offer you service A, then I'm gonna provide you with service B. <laughs> you're not gonna, uh, we're not gonna be, yeah, I'm, I'm, you, I'm not gonna be your customer for a long time. If, you know, if I don't get what I asked for, and you know, for example, uh, one big example I've been using lately, but a few, guys, a few people I've been talking to, uh, there's a guy I met and he's selling life insurance, life term insurance with living benefits. No, there is no such thing because term insurance has no cash value. So how are you going to get living benefits? Living benefits is with a permanent insurance where you have money, uh, a cash value aspect to it. And then you could withdraw on that while you're still alive because that collected interest and stuff like that. But if you're telling people you're going to give them term insurance with living benefits and you're going to say, well, it's actually the, uh, uh, you know, disability rider. That's a living benefit because then your premium gets paid. Now you're lying and you're going to lose your license. <laughs> that's as simple as that. And that's really not going to build up your brand. So anyway, uh, there's been a lot of that. And, uh, especially in the, in the financial industry, you know, just look at, you know, a couple of people that in the past have been, running their Ponzi schemes, like Fried Bank, for example. That was a good example of building a strong brand. And yeah, he had a great time with it for a while, and it was a good run, and now it's over. So it didn't last, no matter how, and that's, the, that's actually the best education from it that you can take, is like, learn from that. No matter how many billions you got, the, you know, if you don't, if you're not honest or truthful, it's, sorry. <laughs> You're just not going to be around for long. You know, so, um, and then the authentic and transparent. It's easier said than done because to be authentic, I mean, look at, I give the examples there, real estate, insurance, and restaurants. I mean, everybody sells the same product generally. So, I mean, real estate agent. Okay, so he deals with real estate. So how do you how do you get authentic? Well, I sell houses. I'm the best thing. I'm the blah blah blah. You know, yeah, you could say that, but in those fields, more important it is to to talk about yourself, to talk about your honesty and the relationships you build, and give examples when you're building that. You always give examples of people you're dealing with or you've dealt with specific cases you solve because that's going to be more relatable because if that you know i mean people that did not experience the same thing you're going to be talking about they're not going to relate to you but the ones that you know you will say listen this is what a, this is an issue we ran into in our practice whether it was life insurance whether it's and talk about that particular case without naming people for example unless you have a specific permission but but talk about specifics in your business make it personal to you and that's how you get authentic because it's you. And then you will catch those people that had the similar experience because you know nobody's 100% original. There's always similar experiences. So use that and uh, relate. Find the people that relate to you. This, this way, when you put it out there, like, okay, yeah, we had a problem. This is how we solved it. People are like, yeah, I had the same problem. It's great. And, I hear, and the people will remember that. People will remember that story that you told them. And it's like, oh, yeah. And, and then be like, oh, yeah, he's a real estate agent, but he knows my issues because he's been there also and he solved it successfully. So this is a person I'm going to go to. And, uh, yeah, the, the funny thing with our restaurants, and that's the note that I put there, is uh, that's the toughest, for example, is Chinese restaurants. 
Everybody's got kung pao, everybody's got sweet and sour chicken, and everybody's got uh, fried rice and, uh, and noodles and Mongolian beef. And, uh, you know, so how do you get authentic with that? And again, it's relating to the uh, regionality, for example. Like, we're on this street, A Street, B Street, we serve these people, and these are our customers, and this is what we do, and we're able to do this and that, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, and, and the funny joke, that's why I had that little remark there is you know you go to an indian restaurant there's always a whole list of foods but you end up buying butter chicken anyway so it almost seems like indian restaurants only have butter chicken but yeah so it's tough it's it's easy said but it's hard to do and uh, i already basically covered that one it's open and transparent about challenges and it actually makes you personal and makes you authentic because you know i mean if you're trying to just portray that picture that everybody's happy and nothing ever goes wrong People know it's BS. Don't BS them. Tell them, listen, yeah, we have issues. We have issues with this. I know we have a problem. We're working on it, fixing it. Or again, as I said, we were working on this because we had this case. It went wrong. We fixed it. We did something about it. Or maybe we lost it. We messed up. It was our fault. Sorry. And we'll learn from that. So that's so much about authentic and transparent. Now that you've built your brand, maybe three to six months to a year, most likely, about a year. It takes about six months before everybody, anybody even notices you when you start building a brand. And then after six months to a year is when you kind of cash in on it, or you should expect to cash in on it, not earlier. You can't cash in in the first month. But uh, as you're building it, as you're managing a brand, always monitor your reputation. That means read what people write about you. And don't read just the... Uh, Google reviews. Don't read just stuff on your website. I mean, that's obvious. But read some social interaction. Like, for example, if you're going to be in a Facebook group, if somebody puts out an article about you, watch it, monitor it, save it, look at it, and take the positives and build on those, and take the negatives and correct them. But you always want to accept, you always want to accept constructive criticism. That's what I would say. I mean, always... Somebody comes to you and says, you know, this is something that really sucks about what you do. Well, and okay, I accept that criticism. Now, how do you want me to fix it? What are you, what are you expecting? What, do you, what are you expecting that I should do or change to make you or your client segment more happy? And yeah, so have a discussion on that. And of course, there's always people that will just complain and they won't give you any argument. They just angry at their wife in the morning and so you know had a fight and then in the afternoon you get to hear it and that's not constructive that's not constructive criticism that's just somebody blowing off steam so you don't got to worry about that <laughs> but but always tend to it you don't have too much of you know negative stuff out there and especially the ones that you did not uh, you did not tend to you don't want to leave that alone so if somebody leaves you for example and this next step is somebody leaves you a negative review on google Ask a question. Okay, what can we do to make that better, to make you happy, to correct that? And yeah, next time, please visit us again. Here's, I don't know, a free bowl of soup or a free dinner. And explain to us what we did wrong and we'll work on that. We'll fix it. So um, yeah, always respond. And uh, don't be afraid. Don't you know, again, Take charge. Take responsibility. I mean, it's negative. It happened. We are sorry we messed up. 
can we move on? Sometimes you can't. I mean, there's things that go really, really, really wrong, and then, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. But, you know, most of the time, I would say 99% of the time, everything is fixable through a discussion. So when you communicate about negative reviews, and that's why it's in capitals, be polite. Don't start getting into vicious fights, especially through the internet. People like, you know, I call them Facebook heroes. You know, they give you something and then you tell them and then they start going very personal. I just had a discussion on LinkedIn actually about uh, power plants and EVs and stuff. And the guy's like, you know, uh, the, the material that goes into your cell phone batteries is, is the same exact thing that goes into EVs. I'm like, yes, but the battery weighs like, what, 200 milligrams or 200 grams, I mean. Uh, all together, and you're talking about a 400 kilogram EV battery, and you really want to compare that the material that goes into this little tiny thing with a huge batter, car battery, I and mean, come on, it's like, you know, oh, it's the same thing, and then when I told him that, and he's like, you know, you're obviously a right-wing politics guy that does not respect any science, and I have all these facts, and, and you know, anybody else wants to throw their toys out of the pram, and blah, I was like, Okay, end of argument because I have end of discussion because you're obviously just ran out of facts, so you get into personal attacks. And so that's why sometimes any discussions, especially when you talk about reviews, if it goes into that category, just just leave it alone. Just just respond nicely always. Say, you know, thank you, okay, have a nice day. And obviously I can't help you. This discussion has no point any further. So and sorry, bye. <laughs> That's it. I mean, that's, with some people, it's all you can do. So, and again, this last one is basically I talk to is stay engaged, you know. And like, so I, that's why I get into these things on LinkedIn. I hate to get into them on Facebook because that one's really bad. People get personal and attacks and, and uh, humiliation and whatever. I'm like, people, just get a life. Get out of your mother's basement and get a life. <laughs> that's, that's my response usually on Facebook. I have some worse ones, but I'm not going to explain those here. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, social networks require discussions, interaction, reaction, and sharing. And by sharing your brand, by sharing all your stuff, by talking about, uh, by talking about your personal stuff, by talking about some other industry stuff, your personal industry stuff, always get into the groups within your industry, talk about that, share your ideas, get ideas from others. And by staying engaged and using your brand, your uh, Facebook page, your LinkedIn page to interact, that's how you build your brand. And you can't, you know, social media, always got to stay on top of it. And the last slide is uh, continuously improve. And uh, I have the Globemer Productions logo and the YouTube shorts because that's our latest. And, uh, yeah, this is how you grow your audience. I mean, um, do you make a plan, you build it, but it's not going to grow continuously. So you got to adjust. You're like, okay, well, for example, this week, I mean, I did, uh, as we're building this and this little thing, we had a little high peak with a little bit of luck, I guess, or something. That's how YouTube Shorts is. Then we dropped down and I'm like, you know, we're doing a lot of generic stuff. I think we need to do something a little bit more impactful. I mean, just giving the regular basic tips is fine, but then you got to get a topic, always got to, and that's again about the authenticity, originality, and stuff like that is, I'm like, you know what, let me do a thing on hackers, because that's 
very popular topic, hackers and cybersecurity. And, you know, then the videos all of a sudden started getting like 10, 20 views a day. Normally we get over 100, a couple of hundred or something. The, our record is like 352 right now, the video views. After first month, I'd say, you know, like you see, it's, uh, I think it was the March 1st, we still had zero and it only started growing on March 10th. So we're something about a month and something into it. And you can see it started growing. Then we got into topics and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, now we don't know. So I made two hacker videos, went from 20 to 100 immediately. And today was the second one that I just put out. And uh, yeah, I uh, welcome you to uh, view it, like some of our stuff, share, follow our Glober Productions if you want to get the daily tips. And yeah, always, we, we're always continuously improving. Because I'm not the almighty knowing everything YouTube master. But, you know, I started doing it, had some results, analyzed it, go back, improve, adjust, make it better next time. Add more pictures to it, add more this. So, yeah, our YouTube experiment right now is probably the best way that I thought of today how to continuously improve. So, it's and that's what we're doing. We're showing. We're, we're not just theoretically speaking here about something. We're just practically doing it and I'm not them like I said again I was saying that last week I don't pay for anything uh, like any ads any uh, you know that can always that's always a good way to boost it but I'm just trying to grow everything organically not only because I'm trying because I'm also learning and you know you get to learn the algorithm it's interesting to follow these algorithms and see the results so follow like share like I always say thank you for your time well, you're 27 minutes right now <laughs> and hopefully you've gotten some insight from it hopefully you learned something got some ideas and yeah share like comment leave me a note let's let's have a discussion on what how you can be authentic and transparent and original and some good shocking ideas that you could present to the world because uh, it's always about reactions getting a reaction is always a good thing even if it's a thumbs down on youtube still a reaction still an interaction well you don't want to have a million thumbs down but and zero thumbs up but yeah every reaction is good as long as it's well balanced so thank you again and see you again see you next week hopefully have a great day bye bye